What is going on, everyone? This is your host, the God of Thunder, and we are back with The Circle Pit. On this week's episode, we have a couple new tour announcements and a very, very special guest. Last week, I said that we were going to have an interview with Paul T. Taylor, Pinhead himself from the new Hellraiser Judgment. I did not know when that interview was going to be, but it turns out it was going to be soon. On Monday the 12th, I made a phone call to him, and we talked for about 25 minutes. I loved every second of it. It was awesome. Um, He's one of the nicest guys ever, and it's just crazy to think that I'm talking to Pinhead. I never thought I'd be talking to Pinhead himself. I still have a smile on my face from all of that. I recorded the interview. I'll let you all listen to it. Enjoy. Hello. Hi, Mr. Taylor. Yes, this is Sean. This is Sean, yes. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I have a little bit of a cold, but I'm good. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's okay. I'll um, be fine. Thank <laughs> you for taking the time out of your day to do this. Sure, absolutely. You bet. Welcome to the Circle Pit. First <laughs> off, I'm a big fan of the Hellraiser movies. And uh-huh, me too. So, to interview you and to interview Pinhead is just beyond me. Um, first question are you or have you always been a fan of horror movies yeah I'm a I'm a huge fan of horror movies I mean if I'm going to buy any DVDs or Blu-rays it's most likely it's going to be a horror film Um, I wasn't really allowed to watch horror films as a kid my parents were very uh, strict as far as you know movie ratings they really followed all all those rules but um yeah, but when I saw my first horror film, which I believe was Trilogy of Terror mm-hmm. uh, with Karen Black on Saturday night at the movies or something, I was alone at home and everyone was on a date or whatever a family does on Saturday night. But I was the youngest and I was there and wow, it just freaked <laughs> me out. But that, that you know, that, that fear, that, that it was great. It's weird. That's awesome. So weird that we like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, a lot of people are asking me, like, why are you so into that? I'm just like, I, don't, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> I know, it's an adrenaline thing, yeah. I think. Um, second yeah. question, who is your favorite horror character? You mean of all time? Like, Yeah. Let's see. Um, probably Reagan from The Exorcist. That's It's great. not very original, but probably Reagan from The Exorcist or Jack. Lawrence from The Shining. <laughs> I mean, as far as films go, you know. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Literary, I would say Dracula, but mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of a pat, obvious answer. <laughs> so what was your reaction when you were first offered the part of Pinhead? Well, I did a happy dance. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd been waiting for weeks to get final approval uh, from Bob Weinstein, who was actually at Cannes Film Festival and I guess had technical issues with his phone, so he couldn't watch my audition tape. Um, everyone else had approved me, so I was just, we were all just waiting to hear from him. I, hear, I heard from the casting director on a Sunday morning, I think it was, and um, early in the morning, he, just, he, he texted me and he said, are you up? And I said, yes. And he said, welcome to the movie, Pinhead. And 
yeah, it was, um, I mean, it's the coolest thing that's ever happened to me. I've said that before, and I'll continue to say it, because mm-hmm. it's true. And I just, you know, it, it, it's, it, I just, I did, I did happy dances, and then I just <laughs> didn't know what to do with myself. I was so excited just to get started on it, to get the script, and to, and to film it, and all the stuff, and it was just so exciting, because, my my immediate future was just full of new things and and I knew it was a huge responsibility because of the iconic figure that Pinhead is and what Doug Bradley did with the role in the first place, which is the reason that it still exists. I mean, the opportunity to play Pinhead still exists because of Doug Bradley. Um, so yeah, I was just thrilled. That's awesome. It was a dream come true. What was it yeah. like to put that costume on? It was, it was, it was, um, it was fun. I mean, it wasn't, I was just in the process, really. I was just sort of, I, I hadn't seen the costume since I'd done my fitting, uh, when I flew out to LA to get my head cast done so they could, uh, design the makeup on my face. Um, so it was just, it, it was surreal. You know, mm-hmm. I was being turned into a, this this famous monster. Now my costume was a little different um, than was a lot different actually than uh, what Beck Bradley mm-hmm. wore in his eight times as Pinhead. Um, but that was cool. I mean, when I saw the 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 diamond or Leviathan shaped gash with the ribs exposed, it was like wow. And it looked so cool on camera, and I just, you know, it was, it was quite a trip. It was a head trip, really, because I, I didn't put the costume on until after I had my makeup done, obviously, and so I was already sort of in that space because of what my head looked like. I just kept glancing at myself, going, "Oh, it's just the coolest." That's great. Yeah. Um. So you're obviously familiar with the Hellraiser movies. Um. Which one? Mm-hmm. Which one is your favorite? If you have one, the first one, because it's the original Clive Barker creation, and the story is incredible. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, the story of this woman and her ex-husband—I mean, her her lover and her husband and her new husband—I mean, and and Kirsty and also the murder and the and the him being reborn out of the floorboards upstairs and the, and you know the appearance of these Cenobites for the first time it was just and the score musical score is just freaking yeah magnificent so that would be my first I mean it was the most audacious in your face um super violent gross it was just it, it was his own thing because it was Clyde Barker, but it was beautiful in a way. There was a lot of beauty in it. It was just amazing, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Well, it's my favorite. Um, so with this being the 10th film in mm-hmm. the Hellraiser franchise, um, did you feel like there was a lot of pressure on you for like taking over for like Doug? or How did you feel? Yeah, I mean, I was... I was warned <clears throat> by Gary that there were, you know, the hardcore fans who were not going to 
want to accept a new pinhead, mm-hmm. uh, especially after the re- response to uh, Revelations. Yeah. And so he warned me that I was going to have a lot to deal with as far as that went. And so I went into it with open eyes, which is good. And um, But I wasn't afraid of it because I... I had to, you know, I had to get over any sort of apprehension I had. I mean, I didn't ever have any apprehension. It was just like, yeah, but I got the part. <laughs> I'm Pinhead in this movie. I'm not saying I'm Pinhead forever. I'm Pinhead in this movie. And uh, and I, I had to just concentrate on that. And, um, but yeah, there's definitely been some... I had to finally adopt a sense of humor about things that were you know, being said on on social media and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, comments, because people can be really nasty. Yeah. Um, but in a way, I understand where they're coming from. I mean, it is a cult film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people have tattoos of, of, of the hell priest on their thighs and, you know, the, the, the lament configuration and all that stuff. They, they collect... <laughs> you know, they're serious, hardcore, this is their favorite movie in the world, and it's it's just a huge cult. So that's taking on a lot, and I understand where they're coming from, um, because I'm a huge Hellraiser fan as well. And, and yeah, Doug Bradley is just, he's, he's ever, he's, he is Pinhead. So, yeah, I was warned, but I had to get over it. <laughs> yeah, like just me... Laugh. Me and myself, I have Pinhead tattooed on my forearm, and I have all yeah. the DVDs. So, uh-huh. I have all the DVDs. I so don't have like, any tattoos, but <laughs> so like when I heard like when I heard you were be like being new Pinhead, I was like, okay, like let's see how this one does. Cause like I saw the trailer and like right. you looked more like Pinhead than like I, than yeah, in I think, um, Revelations. I think that helped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know I gave a good audition and um, and all that. I did my work, but I do in the makeup. I do look a bit like Doug Bradley, and that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, our ears are different. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much how you can tell the difference. I mean, you can tell the difference. Yeah. Obviously. Also, the costume, of course. Um, I did happen to see the movie the other night, and yeah. you did a fantastic job. Well, thank you, Sean. I. Thank you. Every time I hear that, it's like, okay, one more step towards possibly getting to play Pinhead again someday if that works out. Mm-hmm. You know, the powers that be. That I brings have no me control over it. That brings me to my next question. Do you think this will okay. bring back? Do you think this will bring life back to the franchise? Well, I think it already has. I mean, a lot of people are loving the film and they're saying that's exactly what is happening that maybe mm-hmm. it's a return to the roots that that, that that we actually have Clyde Barker flavor in this film and it's it's kind of like it's kind of like <clears throat> a fan film mm-hmm. because Gary J. Tunnicliffe is a huge fan of the franchise and always has been and so yeah I think that um, it was a great step to put Gary in charge as writer director and as you now know auditor <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we were in good hands and i i do think that it's a step in the right direction now i know that there's another camp you know that has nothing to do with judgment 
and that's fine too. I mean, this 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 is a little a little Hellraiser movie that was made for not very much money, mm-hmm. and it says Hellraiser. It's produced by the folks who own the franchise. Okay, we got that. We got that much. But as far as what uh, what's in the what's in the the workings behind maybe a an actual reboot or a, a big budget, you know, Scarlet Gospels or something. I have no idea what's up with that. But I would imagine that if something like that happens, that um, Judgment may have nothing, that the, the movie of Judgment itself may have nothing to do with it, including who plays Pinhead. But I have no idea, you know? I just know that I'm getting some good response and that um, I did my job. Mm-hmm. And um, people say, "Well, he's no Doug Bradley, but," and I'm like, "Exactly, I can't be." Well, you know? no one's Doug Bradley except for Doug Dif- Bradley. Different, I know. I'm just <laughs> different. I'm just different than Doug Bradley. I wasn't trying to impersonate him, so that would be, you know, failure. That would be failure to try to impersonate somebody else. But um, yeah, I think that. All I know is that personally, for me, this role has elevated my visibility, and I'm getting more offers for film work. And that's really golden to me, because that's really what I want mm-hmm. more than anything. So That's it's, great. It's all good. No matter what else happens with me and the Hellraiser uh, happening, um, I'm good. That's great. Yeah, I'm getting more film work. Yeah. Do you think like you'll be in more horror movies, or like... What are you What are you hoping for? Well, yeah, I I, I already am. I mean, I'm, I did it. It's a cameo, but I did a I did a movie last year that's going to come out at Christmas. Oh, sweet. Um, called Sick for Toys. It's a it's a Christmas horror movie. Okay. Um, and I mean, I'm working on a script myself with some with some buddies who write and produce movies, and hopefully that's gonna that's gonna go forward. Um, but I will. I will certainly go for any horror films that come my way. Anyone uh, with, you know, with half a budget who wants to, you know, that, that I'm pretty sure it's going to be at least a decent quality film, I'm going to be interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been approached about playing the villain in a remake of Ghost House um, oh. from the 50s. And it's the ghost house that's all one word. It's not ghost house. It's ghost house. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's only talk, and who knows what's going to happen. But I hope that happens as well. There's there's discussion about me playing a cannibalistic clown in a horror film, filming in the spring. Um, so horror films are definitely in my future, and which I love because when I was growing up, Halloween was it for me. Growing up in the middle of Kansas, Halloween was it for me. The rest of the year, I was just like, la-di-da, you know, just boring, trying to just be a happy kid um, in the middle of what I considered kind of nowhere. That sounds so rude, but, you know, I knew life could be more glamorous and exciting than than, than being in the middle of Kansas. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm not dissing Kansas. <laughs> It was a good place to grow up, but so it was just my. I think I think the role of Pinhead and the and the fact of 
horror films coming my way. I think I generated that just mm-hmm. from my entire life because I've always been attracted to it, so I attracted it to myself. Mm-hmm. I believe in all that energy stuff. So it came at the right, Pinhead just came at the right right place, right time, you know. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, pretty um, cool. And just want to let you know, like, um, I, I have seen Revelations, and, like, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Um, yeah. But this one, Judgment, was... I felt like I was watching the original Hellraiser. Like, there's the differences oh, with... Um, there's differences with Pinhead, but to be honest, yeah. like, the first Pinhead with Doug Bradley, so demonic. But then he, like, as, like, the movies went on, he got a little, like, cheesier. Um, Number three. Yeah. And you yeah. brought back, like, the demonic pinhead. I loved every second of No it. sense of humor. I mean, he has no sense. He, if he has a sense of humor, it's completely glib. Mm-hmm. It's not, I mean, it's completely understated. He's not Freddy Krueger, you know? Plus, I mean, the, the script for Hell on Earth, that's number three, right? Hell on Earth. Yeah. The script for that movie, it was written to do that. It was, it was, Doug was doing his job. That's what the script said he was to do, so that's what he did, and he was great in it. But I agree with you that it, it, it made him the, the main character, and it was kind of like a song and dance, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. da 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 um, instead of just being the, the guy who just does his job mm-hmm. impartially. Yeah. Like- um, but, uh, but at the same time, I'm not sure he had an ego. The Pinhead had an ego in the first movie or the second movie, even because of the story of you know him dying at the end of the second one. Then he comes back in the in the Pillar of Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there's something in there about he's been released from uh, from Leviathan, so his ego is now involved in Number Three, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, as you know, the the whole meaning of the Cenobites has changed over the years. So uh, that was, as far as judgment goes, again, that was the script. That's what Gary wrote. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm thankful for that because that's the pinhead I dig. I think he's so much scarier. Yeah. Um, because he's just, he still has an ego, definitely. I mean, as you know, having seen the movie, that's what gets him in trouble. Yeah. Um, his arrogance um, I'm not sure he was arrogant in the first movie. He was or second. He was just doing his job. Mm-hmm. So I I love in the in the I love in the in the Hellbound Heart <clears throat> that they are described as impartial and they're they're actually there to you you asked for this so we're here to give it to you. We enjoy this. We you know it, this is we're just doing what you ask. Why aren't you grateful? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but one last question. Um, what's your favorite quote okay. from the Hellraiser movies? You mean overall? Yeah, like um, I'm, my favorite quote is well, demon to some, angels to others. I'm going to be a little biased here. And mm-hmm. just off, off the cup say, are you the way? <laughs> I don't think that's going to be something that, you know, that people are quoting, but 
I love it because it's a throwback mm-hmm. to number three, was it? Yeah, number three. I am the way. Yeah, it's like, are you the way? There were so many throwbacks in Judgment, and that's what I loved. And mm-hmm. even Sweet Suffering, you know, yeah, and, um, getting to say that was like, cool! And we have such sights <laughs> to show you. We have such sights to show you, spoken by the auditor. So it was like, okay, it was but. Like, as soon as yeah, he said that, cool. a big smile just came up on my face. <laughs> I was like, oh, this yeah. is, is going to be good. <laughs> that was the first line I read when mm-hmm. I first got my side to audition for the role of the auditor. And at the time, the film was just being called Judgment, and it was a secret that it was a Hellraiser movie. But when I read that side, I was like, this is a Hellraiser movie, oh my god. So... If I didn't look like Doug Bradley in the makeup, I might have been the auditor, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Gary Problem, I don't know. I don't know what his plans were. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I'd i say that. Are you the way? That's amazing. That's <laughs> just funny. It's like, or, or just, you know, my other favorite, it's a throwaway after I destroy those two? Amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He gave me some great stuff. He gave me some great stuff. So. I love it. Yeah. I'm gonna. Cool. Um, me too. I'm definitely gonna go out and buy the DVD tomorrow. And, okay. Cool. And well, really, like, especially, like, thank you for doing this today. Like, the fact that it's coming out tomorrow and me interviewing you today is is insane to me. <laughs> so. Oh well, I'm so glad. I'm glad. Um, because to me, it's just like, oh, it's my day off. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have a day job, you know? It's, it hasn't happened yet. If the rich part is going to happen, it hasn't happened yet. But we'll see, whatever. Well, after seeing the movie, I could definitely see that happening in the near future. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. From your lips to God's ears. Or whoever. From your <laughs> lips to Leviathan's ears. I don't know. To Pinhead's ears. <laughs> Pinhead's ears. Hell priest! I will destroy you. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Mr. Taylor. You're very welcome, Sean. You have a great day. All right. Thank you, Mr. Taylor, for taking the time out of your day to do all of that. It's still it's still beyond me. There was Pinhead for you guys. Um, I'm hoping to get some more interviews on here. Let me know on the Facebook page or like just message me on any social media and tell me who you guys want to see or here on the show. So just a couple new tour announcements, starting off with I Hate God and Cro-Mags. They're going on a United States tour in March. Um, Not coming anywhere around the New York City area. The closest they're getting to New York, at least, is Buffalo, New York. We also have Black Veil Brides in Asking Alexandria with Bless the Fall. They announced the United States tour a while back, but now they added more tour dates. I don't see why they would announce more tour dates, because um, it's Blackville Brides and Asking Alexandria, and they're both terrible. Um, I don't know, maybe they should have, I think they should have taken away tour dates, or just not announced the tour at all, just stop. They should stop. Make everyone happy. Um... We got the Acacia Strain Left Behind and Downswing going across North America. They are not going to be in the New York City area, but they are going to be in Hartford, Connecticut on March 31st. Go check them out. Um, 
Smashing Pumpkins officially announced the reunion tour, but it is a reunion tour. However, it is not featuring Darcy Retsky. That tour is coming through the tri-state area on July 29th at Mohegan Sun, and then August 1st at Madison Square Garden. And the big tour announcement, at least that I love, is Bullet for My Valentine with Trivium and Tooth Grinder. They are playing at Upstate Concert Hall in Clifton Park on May 12th, and at Irving Plaza in New York City on May 17th. However, the New York City show is not featuring Trivium, so I highly suggest that you all go up to Upstate Concert Hall and go see that, because Trivium is there, and Trivium is great live. If you haven't seen them yet, go check them out. That's all for tour dates now. I'll keep you all updated on new tour announcements, new album announcements. Um, But yeah, stay tuned on my social medias. And that's really it for this week's episode. Um, Thank you all for listening. This has been your host, the God of Thunder. Stay metal. Stay metal.